been listening to Not That Great and have been posted in a few groups. You'll probably recognize our voices. I am Tommy Brogan. I'm going to be leading the charge here on this pod. And the guys that are way smarter than I am when it comes to pretty much all things baseball, Foxy and Matt Fox and Peter Longo. Hey, guys. Hey, hey. How goes it, Tommy? Tommy? It is going well. I've... As we were just talking about it pre-recording, I have not done as much homework as I should for a baseball podcast host, but that's why I have you guys. So we're not, there's a lot of things that we can go through. I mean, if anyone has been listening to Not That Great for a while, they'll know that we, the three of us, had a baseball pod God, start. Was, it the, was that starting the season? Or were we kind of like mid-season when we did it? Our prediction show was before the season. Oh yeah, shit. That's right. We didn't do. I, maybe I think we did a couple. I don't know. We didn't do. We did like a very. We did like beginning of spring training, ending of spring training, and that was it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We were trying to get this going for all of last season. It just never come about. So what a perfect time to do a baseball podcast when we don't even know if there's going to be baseball this year. Yeah, there we're always be baseball. There better be baseball. We. I think actually our sanity <laughs> needs it. Uh. So going through our mentions, we originally were having plans of going through those predictions and seeing how wrong we were or how right right we were. Uh, Spoiler alert, we were all wrong about the Giants. But we have to address the elephant in the room, uh, the locker room, so to speak. And it's just, it's the CBA. There there isn't one. And Foxy, just, I'm going to turn to you on this one because I I don't even know where to begin. Uh, So if you could just go ahead and just start telling us a little bit about what a CBA is to begin with. Okay, uh, collective bargaining agreement is an agreement between the Players Association and MLB, uh, which is the owner's side. Uh, every couple of years, I want to say, I don't know, I don't know the the duration of the CBA. I think four years, maybe. No, is that it? I'm really? Not. No, it, it must like be longer. It must be longer. Um, it varies, obviously, on yeah. the deal they make. Yeah. yeah so, Peter, Peter, you have your computer up. Can you search that? That's yes. But uh, but what it does is it it pretty much governs the game. It it mm-hmm. lays out the framework of the economics. It, it lays out the framework of um, player. I mean, it 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 defines how the game is played, uh, both the rules and the. Uh, regulations regarding players within each uh, organization. The Mm -hmm. situation right now is they are coming to, they're trying to come to an agreement. Uh, The, the former CBA expired December 1st and they have not been negotiating since then. We are recording in the mid to late January of 2022. Um, And what happened was, they started to come to the table in early Jan- in early December. Uh, neither they were so far apart. Both teams kind of uh, decided we are, we're going to step sit, sit this one out for a little bit and let the holidays pass. MLB came back early January with a proposal uh, that I'm going to outline in a little bit, and the players have yet to um, respond with their own proposal. Uh, what we do know is the players. Association was disappointed, as they said, with with Major League Baseball's uh, proposed uh, 
proposals, but we don't know exactly what they, the players association are uh, looking to looking to do. So all we have is one side as of this recording. And, and I think we can break that down pretty quickly. Okay. Do you, what do you think is, so you said you haven't, uh, they haven't given out the players one yet. They haven't come back with the alternative. What do you think the players, do we even have like a, uh, does someone have a baby? No. <laughs> That's right. You're in New York. Uh, yeah, we'll be, we have thanks. Yeah. Peter's currently just North of New York city. So we're going to be hearing sirens and babies and just a bunch of things happening outside his window. Uh, when it comes to what the players are looking for, do we even have a hint about what they want or is, are we completely blind as fans? Um, we're not completely blind. We do know that they want a overhaul of the economic structure. Uh, mm-hmm. We don't know what that means. They haven't defined what they mean by overhaul, but we do know that is where they're focusing. Um, I think that uh, encompasses luxury tax. I think it encompasses uh, player payments and service time manipulation. And I believe it, it encompasses um a uh on top of the uh the the luxury tax um or the competitive balance tax um threshold i think they're looking to also implement a a salary floor that that teams have to meet um because that will that will then mean that more teams have to sign the eight million dollar guy uh instead of not so no, I think I think huh. they were they were floating a, a floor of a hundred million. Um, so teams that have fifty million dollars in payroll will have to scramble to to sign a bunch of guys just to make sure that they meet the the, the floor. I'm not sure if that's a viable proposal, but yeah. but that's what this is all about. So let's start before we get into the players because we we're we're literally flying blind there. Um, yeah, I say we start by at least outlining what the uh, MLB and owners side have have come up with, and yeah, just and to run down, that was fairly recently, right? Yeah, th- that was this week. So that was a uh, earlier this week. So I'd say a couple days ago. Um, mm-hmm. The I'm just going to run down the bullet points, and then we can, you know, break them off and and I think launch into them a little more in depth uh, afterwards. But what MLB reportedly proposed was increased pay for players with two and a half. With, with two plus years of service time implementation of a draft lottery to discourage tanking. That's a big one. Uh, postseason expansion, the universal DH, which I believe both sides want increasing yep. competitive balance tax and then eliminating the qualifying offer or the draft pick compensation element of it. Uh, because that, that is um, it dissuades teams from signing players that would otherwise be signed because they don't want to give up a draft pick. What was that competitive tax? What was competitive I, balance I, tax? Yeah, I've never, I've never heard that before. What is that? Peter, can you pull up the actual um, definition of the competitive balance tax? Doing that. Also, to your other question before, the mm-hmm. most recent agreement was 2016. That was the last time the CBA was negotiated over. November 30th, 2016 was the last time it was. So we got five years. Okay. 
Yeah. So amongst like of those reported proposals, I think that the concessions are universal DH. I think that is absolutely going to be implemented uh, because I believe both sides want that. It makes sense that the player side would want that because that means that more players, aging players can be signed by teams if they don't have to worry about playing the field. Um, okay. So, okay. Sorry, Peter, go for it. So the competitive balance tax is just a luxury tax. Yeah, basically that. Yeah, no, no, that that's what it is. It is competitive balanced. I'm looking at the MLB's glossary. Okay. Yeah, it's the luxury tax. That's all it is. Okay. So, so it's just if you want to sign your big free agents, you're gonna have to pay extra tax to the MLB if you want to, you know, like be the Dodgers and have everybody. And I believe at right now it's around two ten. Uh, I think the owners. It's exactly two ten. It is. It's and, two ten. Yep. Look, it, see, yeah. this is this is why I'm the one that doesn't know anything here. Like I well, casually just know what that is. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm reading the website. Foxy <laughs> knew. Foxy knew. But I do know that the 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 owners have um, proposed increasing it to two twenty. But I think that was as high as they're willing to go. The owners don't want to spend that much. They want to be. They want to be capped lower, whereas the players, I believe, are looking at in the 240 range, which I don't believe will happen because that's too much of a jump. Mm-hmm. I believe the the incremental jumps from previous years have been small, less than five million dollars or something like that each time. Okay. So uh, yeah. I don't see them in- increasing it to 240 like the players want. Um, honestly, the when biggest I- jump was nine. Was nine the jump in the, in the past five years? It went from one ninety five to one ninety seven, two oh six, two oh eight, two ten. So the highest jump was nine million. So jumping yes. thirty is <laughs> it's asking a lot. But it makes sense that the players would want a higher tax and the owners want a lower tax. So the fact that the owners are even conceding raising it ten million dollars uh, is hopefully. A step in the right direction um but we'll see how hard they stand on that being the actual cap because i don't believe the players association is going to agree with that um oh. or agree to that uh the the service time manipulation um yeah that was my next question yeah so increasing pay for players with two plus years of service uh, that's, that's really interesting because I don't know how they, um, how they're going to address evaluating players because mm-hmm. service time manipulation is all about keeping someone who's ready for the majors in the minors for, to, to get that extra year of control. Well, determining when someone's ready for the majors is a completely subjective organizational determination. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to sort of legislate subjective determinations it's hard to put what has to be done when you're dealing with a determination that varies from team to team yeah isn't that how uh oh god i forget how to say isn't that randy uh resident oh god rosarena thank you a rosarena isn't how randy rosarena was still man still able to have a rookie year this year yeah, because like, he like, didn't hit the official game numbers in 2020. Yeah, he hit just it was like just under, or it's it's at bats, but he he never hit that official number. So technically, that was just 
Yeah, so they got like a free year. They got they got like a free year out. Yeah, that's the and that is and that is exactly the the concept behind service time manipulation. If they held him back intentionally, so that he wouldn't hit that that threshold and could Mm -hmm. qualify as a rookie for a subsequent year, that is the team manipulating. If they did it intentionally, he wasn't ready until then. Then there's no manipulation, and you know, Randy was definitely ready. Yeah, he was. No, that was that was. We got to remember though, Randy was just. It was because of the shortened season. Mm-hmm. They now the Rays are the masters of this stuff, so it's the weird catch twenty two. Where do you fall on that? But but it was evidence that he was ready because he he came up and immediately hit a million home runs in that postseason. He uh, crushed it, literally yeah. and figuratively. He crushed it. Yeah. Oh, it makes me okay. Grumpy. Oh, I was, I was like, <laughs> yeah. It's so makes we hear like in other sports about like CBAs being contemptuous. Like, does this feel contemptuous to you, or is it like it's still yet to be seen? Oh, the teams. I I think the teams are further away now than they have been in past years. Um, mm-hmm. I think Tony Clark and and Manfred absolutely despise each other. Tony Clark is the president of the Players Association. Correct. Yeah, man, don't know. Yeah, yeah. Whew. That ain't fun. No, and and uh, and Manfred is a labor lawyer, so he thinks he's like the guy in the room that knows everything. Oh God! His damn it. Yeah. And the players do not like him. <laughs> I don't think anyone does. To be honest with you, I, <sighs> I from what I've gathered, no one likes this guy. Other no, than like, he, no. The the only the people who like him are the only ones that matter. And that's the, the owners. Exactly. Because the, the owners select. Yeah. Yep. The owners select the commissioner and the owners love him because he's a lawyer. And the, yeah, exactly. And, to- and, everyone, and Tony Clark's and, a baseball player. And everyone loves lawyers. We know that. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> we love you. Uh, thanks, <laughs> Questionable. Anyway, the, the <laughs> one that, the one that I think is, is, interesting because it seems like they should be on the same side but there seems to be a lot of um contention is the is the draft element turning the draft into a lottery system to eliminate tanking what are your thoughts on this they want to do it with the with with uh the three worst teams then go into a, a lottery system not unlike the nba and the thing then becomes you can't be in the lottery three years in a row. You can only do it two years in a row. I don't know what happens if you fall into the bottom three in the third year. Do you just automatically get then fourth pick? I'm not sure. I don't know what that means, but I do know that that the proposals have all been based around a certain number of years in a row that you can consecutively be in the lottery. And they're short. They're short. This is the first I've heard of it, and I like it. Ahead, I got mixed feelings on it. One, because the MLB, unlike every other sport, every other sport is made, your team is made and lost in the draft. The MLB, you have countless ways of finding players. You go international, you go through the draft. Even if you get the number one overall pick, it doesn't mean anything. It means nothing. <laughs> 
I mean, some of the greatest players to ever play were drafted in what the thirtieth round. I don't even know how many rounds are in the MLB draft. Well, it now it's ever. Well, now it's been it's been shortened to twenty rounds only. Okay, so, <laughs> so twenty rounds, but like baseball is one of those sports where anybody at any time it just clicks. Yeah, like something works in their wind up, something works in their swing, and it just clicks and. So I, I get putting the emphasis on it to kill tanking, but like at the end of the day, yeah, picking just gonna tank. <laughs> yeah, like picking third or picking first, like the players Pick, there's that we no just difference. saw drafted. Yeah, the, like the the players we just saw drafted in June. Odds are we're not going to see any of them for at least three years, three four years, at least the majority of them. Should exactly, they, you're not going to see they them. Even make it. The, exactly, that's the other thing. And with the amount of minor league play that happens, when injury can happen, these guys can go home. And I get mm-hmm. it. You can't bank on an injury. But, like, it, it leads to, okay, the first three picks of the draft, whoop-de-frickin'-do, I get the third pick versus the first pick. Still right. probably going to get who I need because every team is always picking for specific needs. Right. And even and they're drafting these players so young. Like, a majority of them, it sounds like, are right out of high school. Yeah, like, just you don't to, even know if you draft them if you're even going to keep them. No, like what, they like just draft Ky- them for the potential. It's all potential. Yeah. What wasn't uh, wasn't Kyler Murray like a first round MLB draft pick? He was ninth overall. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, he was ninth to overall. The Oakland the Athletics. Yeah, the Oakland Athletics, and they offered him I think seven or eight million dollars, and he turned it down. Yeah. So they just wasted he, that pick. Yeah. But they're but not going to see it. it. It doesn't matter. So with the for me, when it comes to the lottery, I like it just because it puts more eyes on the draft, and I just I like I like chaos. Russell <laughs> Wilson has been on three different MLB teams. <laughs> I know, like it's just he's been on three different. The Yankees signed him, and he played spring training games. Yeah, was like it that true? Just shows, Brady was, was it true? Draft? Yes, Brady, Brady was drafted, was drafted, by, drafted the Expos. by the Expos as a catcher. Yes, right? yes. So it's wild. It, it, it's to one of those things where they're going to argue over it till the last drop because that's what the MLB and the Players Association do. But at the end of the day, that's one of those things where, yeah, it's cool, but like, make it like the first 10 picks. I was going to say, it should be more yeah. than, than three teams. Also, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Peter, I know you're going to agree with this part uh, because you've lamented about it for quite some time in our fantasy league, but in the MLB... <laughs> You cannot trade draft picks, and that is being addressed in this CBA. I don't know. I, love I don't know which that. side wants it, but I know it is being addressed uh, and being floated as by one side or the other. Let's discuss. Draft picks are a commodity in every sport. In every, they're a commodity. Yeah. You should be able to trade commodities if it helps. If it if it works towards a deal being made in any MLB trade. You should be able to again. Now, now that first pick might actually be worth something. Mm-hmm. You know, now these picks might actually be worth something. You Especially know, being able pick. to trade exactly. Wow. So if you're able to, yeah. if you're able to snag, you know, if you're able to snag the Baltimore Orioles first round pick for somebody, mm-hmm. yeah. It's, wow, that's... it's great. I I think I think there's only there's only upside, but I don't know why it's been so long that it hasn't been 
allowed. It it just seems like such a logical thing that that it's you would think they don't. It's because they don't matter. <laughs> no, yeah, it's. I just uh, yeah. I feel like this is the first time. Well, it is recent years. I feel like where it's been uh, a lot more focus on the minor leagues, a lot more look at the prospects, a lot more look at how life is in the minor leagues, and I feel like because of where baseball has been like we it's no secret baseball has been uh the audience and the fan base has been shrinking and this past year i think was the most popular year in decade in decades probably uh making some making it like uh, now bringing more attention to the fun of that like the prospects and whatnot i i'm okay with it oh it's having to go in the yeah go in the lottery going uh being able to trade draft picks and it's just pull put more spotlight on the prospects Therefore, more hype when they come up, and therefore more money for everybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know about the. Win. I don't know about the Red Sox, but the Yankees TV network, the Yes Network, they literally have a TV show dedicated to the minor league teams, where they just follow them throughout the whole year, and they'll just that's regular scheduled programming in the middle of the day. I wish uh, Nesson did that. It does not. Yankee yes, baseball like, prospects are all the like yeah, all well, Yankee baseball. It's, it follows the Yankee minor league teams as they go throughout their seasons. So you get a glimpse of the different teams players. They're like, cause they'll go over scouting reports of like, we're facing Baltimore's triple A team. Let's go over their top prospects. But then it's following, you know, these guys. So like I've watched Kyle Higashioka for three, four years before he came up because of the show. That's awesome. That's super cool. I would, I would, awesome. I would pretty much be glued to that, to that show. It's like it's like it's like from farm to the show, or I forget the name of it, but yeah, it's but it's one of those things where th- you got to show off these prospects. And now, again, as a Yankee fan, when Glaber Torres was coming up, not just because he was traded for Chapman, but I watched him on the show, so I was ready for him. I've seen him. I knew what he was able to do. The hype oh around him was so it was so much. <laughs> there was so much hype. Oh my god, he. <laughs> I wouldn't have traded him for anything in the world, and now you're now you're you, now you can't stand him. Yeah. It's no, I can't not stand him. It's just I'm just whatever, dude. Figure it out. Yeah, if we yeah we haven't mentioned it. Those of us that are listening to us three talk about baseball for the first time, Foxy and I are Red Sox fans, and uh, Peter has uh, well, Peter has the he's unfortunately from New York, so he has that disability of being a Yankee fan. <laughs> you mean superpower anyway. Yeah, okay, a superpower. Yeah, it, does, it doesn't take a superpower to be a shitty fan, but okay. But <sighs> just to get back to the draft, I think that either way, whatever happens in the CBA, I think that the draft is going to look very different next year than it, than it has in, in previous years. Uh, for better or for worse? I think for better. I think implementing any sort of lottery – is better, and I think if they allowed trading picks, I think that is absolutely beneficial to the game. And I'm putting more weight, I'm putting more weight on it. Like, I think more, I think more time and effort on the MLB side is put on the international signing, going into the oh yeah, you know, that day just going out, out there and because that's where the that's where the talent is. That's where these big name players that have come up in the past three years. It's where they're all signed from. And you sign the best one for $5 million, whereas in the draft, the best one goes for $9 million. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, you're... At a, fraction, at a fraction of the cost to scout. 
Yeah, exactly. And also, a lot of the players you can sign for much less than five million. Ronald Acuna signed for ten thousand yep. dollars. <laughs> it's it's still, like they have the they have whole that's called a really good leads. return on investment. <laughs> I'd say so. Yeah, I'd say so. But like it, and. It, and a lot more – I feel like there's more constraints on international signing with limited bu- money you're allowed to use for teams and everything. And, again, I think there's more limitations on that than the actual draft. Yes. That I'm actually okay with because we are just throwing American U.S. dollars to these – No, but that goes to the, the point where the draft is almost a secondary thing and it almost really doesn't matter what they do. Well, also the the fact that international signing doesn't in, doesn't include j- the Asian market because that that yeah. all has posting, and that mm-hmm. so that's it different. Than, no, I thought it did. I thought like that was the whole thing. No, with, uh, oh. no, really, no, because posting is uh, a different um, season. Unfortunately, your Yami or Giants hat does not get included in that. Yeah, I know Yamori. what it is. Yamori, Yami oh, okay. I was close enough. <laughs> it's okay you're wine drunk uh well at least you're sipping on it my girlfriend just dropped me off a margarita the size of my head so oh that's what you're drinking out of that mason jar she, I, yeah i got yeah while peter was talking i had a knock on the door it opened and i have a mason jar the size <laughs> of my face this is a margarita for those who don't know tommy has a giant head it's massive it's a noggin uh anyway so they can't do anything. So speaking of, sorry, quick little plug for us later on. We're going to try to make this podcast much more of a regular thing, at least once a week. And one of those weeks, every month, we are dedicating it to prospects. And I couldn't be more excited. 100%. Couldn't be more excited to talk about the draft upcoming, who's going to, who are we going to be watching, who's going to be that. That'll be coming down later in, later in the road once we can kind of actually understand what's happening this season. Well, that's uh, what we, that that that's one the one good thing that's come out of this CBA uh, lockout is that MLB Network can't talk to active players. So what they're doing is they're interviewing these guys that are that are getting ready preparing for the draft. These sixteen-year-olds who are the future of the game, and it's it's really fun to watch them. They wouldn't be showcased otherwise. They wait. They are. I haven't watched MLB Network in a while. They yep. are. That I'm. I want to go put that. That's on the, the only thing they can do. That's the only thing they can do. They're literally not allowed to 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 talk to players. It's crazy. You That's, saw what they did on their website. They pulled everything off. Yeah, they had to. Yeah. Oh, man. So, do we feel like they're like? How much longer are we going to be locked out for? Do you think? Or is that we can't even give a good, accurate description until we know what the league gives the players put out this week? Well, it's it's a little from column A, a little from column B. I hmm. think uh, we won't know exactly how far apart they are and how much oh, negotiation be done until until Monday, Tuesday, I believe, Monday or Tuesday when the players present their side. But with with uh, spring training scheduled to start right around. Valentine's Day, February 16th, I believe. And the first game scheduled for March 31st. I think that it's incredibly likely that spring training is delayed by weeks 
and then they either scramble and and try to do a truncated version, which is really bad for players. That's awful. To make it, uh, or there's some delay in 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 gameplay. I I don't know. I I really hope that there's no uh, delay in actual games, in meaningful actual games, but. Yeah, the start of the season is in jeopardy right now, given the fact that the, that we haven't even seen a single proposal. We've seen two from from Major League Baseball. We haven't seen a single proposal uh, from the Players Association, which to me is is a weird negotiating tactic. Yeah, that's well. The players, really the players are trying to make up from what happened during the COVID season. They're all. I, I think they're trying at the same time to make up for that because they. I mean they were jerked around that whole time. So, uh, the, and we all knew this was going to happen. I mean, literally when the, sh- when the season was put on hold and then they had to go discuss the money, every single MLB analyst saw this coming. And they just said, eventually it got to the point where they said they're going to agree to what the MLB wants and it's going to gonna be a hell of a negotiation now. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I really hope the spring we can get a full spring training in. Uh, as we said, that's Foxy, not happening. Yeah, like like Foxy is like, just could be is a lawyer analysis. I'm a personal trainer, so when it, like, dude, they need that full like the spring training because if they don't, oh, there yeah. are going to be so many injuries out the gate. It's gonna be like when there was no uh, during the COVID from uh, the NFL when there was no preseason. There were so many injuries that year. Like they need that warm-up period for the for the bodies to be able to adapt and be bodies to be able to be like all right game speed so they're not do- uh, popping down uh popping hamstrings and falling down throughout april and may a lot lot of pulled hammies yeah of pulled hammies i'm already i'm already scared for Lewis, uh, Louis uh robert oh god i don't want oh him god to don't, don't 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 jinx him please. he's my, he's my favorite this season i do not want thomas him to, uh, behave I'll, I'm um, try. I have a margarita. Try. So I on that on that point, I have heard players say that it takes about coming back from injury and or uh, spring training. It takes about four full weeks to get player player ready. So where spring training is scheduled for a six week period, like middle of February to the end of March, there mm-hmm. may be a chance that even if it's delayed by a week or two, that still doesn't have the that sort of catastrophe um, element to it, where every player then gets hurt because they do have enough adequate time. But right. that's that's a big if. And also, I'm not sure if four weeks is really what that might have been. Just what one player that I heard talking said, and it just stuck with me. But in my head, and, yeah, and. Well, you got also think every player is different. There's always the players that take four. There's players that are right on the four weeks. There's some people that take forever. And, you know, you're going to have those players that show up and that show up ready to go. You know, you got to, you probably have more players than ever playing in the Dominican League and the Mexican League this offseason to keep loose. But what we still need to think about is there's still pretty big free agents not signed yet. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're, there's, they're, all of free agents. Yeah, like that, that's a big one. Yeah. Are you looking at my notes? That's what's coming up next. No, because that's the natural progression of it. It really you did is a good that. job setting it up, Tommy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, but yeah, speak, there's free agents that still need to be signed, as you said, and we haven't even touched that yet in terms of with the CBA. I mean, they the deals that did get done before it's sealed, they're they're good to go, right? Like the like the, yeah, no, the deal. That's why they. That was the whole. That was the whole argument, not argument, but that was the biggest decision to make as a player was, do I just go take an offer that comes, get signed, make sure I'm getting paid if a season happens and if the CBA is trash or do I sit and wait and, you know, I'm not taking a risk on what I'm signing. Yeah. The Carlos Correa, Trevor stories of the world are going to get signed to a great contract no matter where, no matter what happens. But at least they know those finer terms that we never hear or talk about. Right. So like right now, the biggest so far this off season that we've had this uh, so far before the CBA has gone down, the biggest deals we've seen, I've been Corey Seager without a doubt. Right. Yeah. 325, 10, 10 years, 325 yep. to the Rangers. Yep. And As his teammate, Marcus Simeon. Yeah. It was 175, right? Yep. For seven. Yeah. He's a steal. Oh, it's amazing. The fact that he did a one-year pillow contract and then almost came in third for the MVP or fourth for the MVP. Yeah, was, let's, talk, let's talk about his ex-teammate, Robbie Ray. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, they did the exact same thing. Although Robbie Ray yep. took a one-year $8 million and turned it into, what, 150 Yeah. Uh, five, yeah, five in Seattle. And I love him in Seattle. Well, I can't wait for our predictions. I can't wait. Uh, but yeah, he went to five for one fifteen in Seattle. Yeah, that's okay. ridiculous. And we have Scherzer now is in the oh yeah now Scherzer's on the Mets. Javi Baez is in Detroit. Javi oh, Baez in Detroit. Got? I forgot about that. Yeah, and yeah, so that is was a small one that slid. Oh yeah, Erod went there. Forgot about that one. Yeah, yep. and they're still the leaders to get uh, Correa right. Oh no, he turned them uh, down. No, no, he turned the Astros put their put their their six year one twenty. Yeah, proposal. their stupid offer. But that was he. They knew he wasn't signing. They just put an offer to put an offer out. Right. Um, the Tigers were the favorite before the bias signing. It, it was because of Hinch, right? Yep, it was AJ Hinch. It Wait, was Goldberg's happy. Yeah, because AJ Hinch is the manager. And the, and Carlos Correa has like a phenomenal relationship with him. They actually went out to dinner during like at the start of free agency, so everyone thought that Correa was going there. That was every said, talk. Every yeah, every talk was Correa to the Tigers. Baez mm-hmm. either staying with the Mets or Baez was the backup plan for the Tigers, and they just went for it. I guess maybe that those talks just fell apart real quick. Do, do we well, Correa? Well, no, Correa, and I, I called this from the beginning, Correa and now getting Scott Boris um, as an agent, he wants to be the last one to sign. He is the best shortstop out of all those shortstops that were on the board. He was the best. Yeah, and when that happens, say. when that happens, I, honestly, I, I did like Carlos Correa. But anyway, um, right. when you he knew that. So he knew he could be the last one to sign. He just sees what everyone else gets, tack on 15%. There's his. That's pretty and, much Boris' model right there. And yeah, well, now, yeah, switching to Scott Boris, that just solidified that for me. So Trevor Story is good to be the next shortstop to sign. And Absolutely. then it'll be Baez or uh, so, Correa. 
so where do you think they'll end up going? Because I per- I personally really like Correa going to Seattle. I don't know if they'll have the money. That's really not happening. I just I just like how it looks. They have a yeah, great they have a good out. young side of the infield. They just had uh, one of the players, uh, the other Seager, retire from third. I don't think they have anyone big at shortstop. Having locked in Robbie Ray and then they have Kyle Lewis, uh, Evan White, a few of those other big bats, also to go with um, what's his name, Mitch Hanniger, who had a breakout year last year after being injury plagued his whole season, his whole career. So right now, a court. So before the before the lockout, Carlos Correa heard from Yankees, Red Sox, Dodgers, Cubs, and Braves before oh. the lockout. Because the Cubs obviously. Brave. Well, Dansby Swans, I, I don't think he's their future. Well, he's only, he's I think he's a free agent next year. After next he year. Yes. Yes. And so, ironically, seventh overall pick. It doesn't matter. I know. Plus, I don't think and and I don't know if the Braves are gonna keep Freddie Freeman or not, if they're gonna sign him back. Dodgers, Trey Turner's a they're, they're trying to keep that dominant middle infield. Trey Turner's gone after next year. Mm-hmm. Well, they've got Gavin Lux in the wings. Yeah, they, I do like Gavin. Yeah, Gavin Lux is nasty. Cubs need to have a shortstop again. Yankees need the Cubs a shortstop. Need, the Cubs need someone at every position. They traded away their entire Quite literally. team. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> the, I, the only I, I, one on that list that actually doesn't make sense is the Red Sox. Yeah, they've got it Zander. doesn't. Yeah, although the Red it Sox, made sense when they were talking. to no it, no, it made sense when they were talking to Marcus Simeon because he actually plays second base. That would have been nasty. We need a second base. But, yeah, that would have been nasty. But talking to Correa, Correa's not moving. Correa's yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely not moving. Pay him. His no, ego, money. he's no, his ego, thing, he's not moving. The whole thing with the Red Sox is projecting out, looking at when Z, the, the, the whole infield would be reconfigured with Xander moving to third, Rafi moving to first, uh, and then you oh, sign a that ooh that would not think about that's that the move yeah actually because they were talking about moving hold on first, weren't they? hold on but that was do you trust honestly, do you hold season. on no 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 do you trust Raphael Devers swiping a ball out of the dirt to com- to complete the double play no no all right then <laughs> with with the strides he made at third last season I I don't see him moving like he he played excellent last season he still has yeah, he played excellent errors. he still has the most errors at the position but he he the strides he's making have been amazing you're absolutely right, right. yeah he's still young like, um, you still forget he's what 24 five. 24 25 25 he's yeah. young okay um and tommy to your seattle mariners trevor story mm-hmm. is their shortstop in rumors Oh, that would be dope. I'm I'm low key shipping Seattle. I mean, Angels are my number one in the AL West, but I am shipping Seattle something hard. I do love my I love my underdog. Seattle, yeah, you're Seattle's making a move. If you're picking Angels, then do you not follow history? (laughs) (laughs) If I if I followed history, I wouldn't be a Red Sox fan. Yeah, there you go. If I follow honestly, if I followed history, I'd be a Yankee fan. Oh. Come on, be real. Like, come, like, let's be serious. Come on. Well, <laughs> not not Peter, in the past two decades. Not in the past. Yeah, I was gonna say not not recent history. Yeah. So the greatest sports franchise of all time. Anywho, 
just shut up. So <laughs> I'll, I'll give you the most legendary. I will give you the most legendary. But no, you, so Peter brought the, yeah, Peter yeah. brought it up uh, a little bit. But Freddie Freeman, let's discuss why well, you, one Kelsey. the the Braves the Braves have offered five years of thirty. I believe I believe they're at one fifty. He wants that's what I have too. He's a, he wants one eighty or two hundred. I believe he wants at least six years. Yeah, I think he wants the sixth year on his deal because the, the first article I'm seeing on Freddie Freeman is. Hard to see Dodgers offering six-year deal to Freddie Freeman. So I think that's what he wants. Well, if the National League, if because I believe Universal DH is the only thing the two sides, players and owners, are like, okay, this is good. Mm-hmm. I believe that. Yeah, he's the one. That doesn't that. matter to Freddie Freeman. He'll be an elite defensive first baseman his whole career. Well, so not even so much like it matters to Freddie Freeman. I think it means yeah. more to who you can sign him, but also who you can get him to play with in Atlanta. Because his boy, Anthony Rizzo, is also a free agent. Yes. And Rizzo, I think, I think, I think when it comes to Rizzo, will sign pretty quick. Freddie's mm-hmm. going to take a little bit because... Well, just well, I'm thinking fair. of it this way. I'm thinking of it this way, yeah. at least for the Braves. Like, so Freddie Freeman needs to be signed. Rizzo is going to be signed. With Riz, uh, Freddie Freeman's age, I mean, well, actually, shit. How He's 32. Old I, thought, I thought Freeman he was and Rizzo. No. Rizzo's a lot, a lot more affordable for teams than, than Freeman is. Freddie Freeman He's, was born in 1989. Do the math. He's my age. He's 32. All right. Wow. Then. All right. Freddie Freeman's younger than I thought he was. So I take back what I was just about to say. Because we're going to say, like, with his age, I think Rizzo's older than Freddie. Trade off. You just want them on the same team because they're because they're relationship. They're friendship. Oh my god. Because they're, they're adorable. I would want them mic'd up. Yeah, they're the same age. I would want them mic'd up okay. every single. I would want them mic'd up every week. Every week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. That. Wow. That. I just kind of got my mind blown. I just searched them both. They're the same age. I thought Freddie was like thirty six, and Anthony Rizzo no. was twenty nine. Freddie wants the six years to go to thirty eight, and Rizzo, I think, is going to get a four year contract. Yeah, and and Rizzo will get it at like fifteen to twenty million instead of thirty. I bet a year. Okay. Yeah. Freddie's just. Yeah. Um. I'm. He isn't. He is just a more elite player. He was yeah. MVP one year ago. I mean. Exactly. It's true. And. Honestly, if the Braves were smart, they'd ease Acuna in with having him be the DH. My answer to Freddie Freeman is pay him whatever he wants. Yeah, pay it's, the man what he wants. He's the leader no in the locker sense. room. It makes no sense to me that the, the Braves would balk at this because they he is their franchise. Like, he is the face of their franchise. I know Acuna is the best player on the team, I believe. In my opinion, I should say. Yeah, you are, you're yeah no. No, no, he is the best. Acuna is the best player on the team. But he's Freddie's the, the, fa- the, he, but he's the, the face, face of that franchise. Can, he was and, there through the lean years. Yeah. They built he's the, around he's the leader him. of the team. Yeah. He, Acuna was not there for the lean years. It's one of, the, it's one of the, the, the stories that you're allowed to uh, hope for where a, a, a true talent plays their entire long career on, this, on one team. And for the Braves to be essentially giving – the rest of the league, the opportunity to take him away from them over one year and $30 million. Like they just, they just uh, built the battery or whatever it's called around the new stadium 
and they make millions of dollars in the off season alone. Uh, not to mention when there are actual games, that's not going to players. That's going straight to the owners. They can pay for one more year at 30 million just to, just to yep. keep him around. They should. They're going to make quadruple of that in revenue. No problem. Just by signing them. You're going to lose. If the Braves actually don't sign him back, they're going to lose fans. Regardless mm-hmm. of just being like, he's just, I don't know. He's got that. I'm looking at a picture of him right now. He's got a I don't know where smile. else he would go. Like, <laughs> I can't even, I can't picture him in another uniform. Oh, I can see him in pinstripes. <laughs> you can see every great player in pinstripes. That's the funny thing. No, uh, like, Freddie, come on. That left-handed bat, come on. But like you said, the Dodgers, <laughs> when you said the Dodgers wouldn't give him six, I think the Dodgers were in con- consideration because uh, Justin what? Turner's arm. No, the Dodgers how are bad, just always in consideration. The Dodgers are just in on every free agent every year. Well, I think it might <laughs> depend on how bad Muncie's wrist broke. Yeah. Ooh, like, it, like, like he, he broke his wrist late in the season. Like if it's that bad of an injury where he's sitting, because how old's Muncie? Someone I'm I'm not I don't I'm not gonna trust my own judgment anymore after the Rizzo thing. But if he's his younger, wrist, I'd hope so. So like if his wrist Max Muncie is thirty one, not much younger. All right, see, so like if his wrist I don't know the extent of how bad his wrist was. It was a dislocation and a break, I believe. Oh that ain't, that ain't fun. Uh, it's body expert Tommy. Be, I don't. That ain't. That is out of my realm, man. That is. That is some. Sur- that's some surgical stuff. But uh, that's the only thing I could think of. If it is like that bad, where it's actually going to start to hinder his career, I can see the Dodgers being it. On talk about Rizzo a steal, Freeman. Max Muncy's salary. Oh no, never mind. That was 2016. Never mind. <laughs> that was the previous was NBA. A- so that just pulled up his salary. I'm like, talk about a steal. Yeah. Uh, so since we're on the AL East, yeah. Go ahead. No, Foxy, last thing. Go ahead. Well, while we're still in the Dodgers, the, how do they not sign Clayton Kershaw? He's another one. Age. Oh my God. That doesn't matter. That that's doesn't the only, That's the only thing that is the. I'm no. not saying it. I'm not saying it's a good argument. I'm not. That is just the only thing I could think of. But it's like, how can you see him on another team? Yeah, you actually can't see him on another team. No. Like, like Walker Bueller is the best pitcher in that rotation right now with Scherzer gone. But, oh, my God, Clayton Kershaw is that rotation. He's is, that uh, team. It's, isn't May coming back, too? Yes. Yeah, I mean, but Clayton Kershaw is still that rotation. Well, Dustin May, uh, he got Tommy John early enough where he might be back in the year. Hmm. But yeah, think, Clayton Kershaw. That's no, he can't go anywhere else. I think one more, one more sneaky, uh, good free agent that's still out on the market that people aren't talking about that will sign probably in the NL because, uh, especially if the Universal DH happens, is Castellanos. Ooh, he always slides under the radar, and he's just he's but really, he's also he's but he's only played on like. Crappy teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he played on the Tigers, the Cubs, and the Reds. <laughs> <laughs> like he's just yeah, played on crappy teams. Why. He doesn't get the market share. Yeah, that makes sense. He's but, been he's been in the MLB since well, not twenty thirteen. I forget when he came up. Oh no, he did come up in twenty thirteen. Mm-hmm. He got off to a slow start then. Holy crap! 
Anyway. He has a brother too who who was supposedly had a better bat than him. I don't I think his name is Alex. I don't know what happened to him, but he did not pan out. Yeah. Oh, speaking of brothers, when we were doing the the prospect podcast, I can't wait to talk about the Sotos and the Acunas. Oh yeah. Like sorry, just that's just where my head went at the I can't wait. I I'm anyway. Uh speaking of free agents, Peter, I'm gonna give you your chance to talk about how great the Mets might be. Yes. For once ever, a Yankees fan is excited about the New York Metropolitans. It's a different type of pinstripes, man. That's all it is. Look, think of it that way. It's just a different type of pinstripes. Yeah, but orange and it's, blue, black. It's a pinstripe, man. I'm help. I'm trying. I'm helping you. I'm trying to help you. Also, the 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 Y is under the N. It looks weird. Anyway, um, <laughs> Mets have been very active so far, getting of course Max Scherzer, which I. God, he's just such a competitor. Just he could be, he could have a terrible game, and he's still a presence on the mound. He takes that mound. You are scared of being in that box. And then they also get Starling Marte and Marcana, two very good outfielders. Starling Marte, yep. obviously a, a perennial All Star every year, and Marcana just a very solid option out there. But Scherzer, Marte, that. Those are two very good signings. Shows the aggression. Oh, wait. Did they get Eduardo Escobar, too? I believe so. That name. Oh, my God. They did. That's a nasty nasty roster. Now I'm even more excited about the Mets. On top top of the low season, because two of my candidates for possible comeback player of the year, barring uh, someone coming back from a catastrophic injury, uh, but I'm just looking at the Lindor? Mets potential. Oh my god! Yeah. With Lind- with uh, Lindor and Alonso, I they could be really scary. If Lindor but gets. I'm his looking head at. Let me just read you some names that'll be in their starting rotation, and you tell me how Good. you feel about that. Obviously, we got Jacob Degrom, who's the greatest baseball player, hitter, batter ever to exist ever. Um, <laughs> Max Scherzer. Taiwan Walker is going to be their number three. There was a point uh, during the season last year where he was mentioned for Cy Young at some point, but obviously yeah, that fell off. That fell they off. still have they still have Cookie Carrasco, mm-hmm. great name, and Seth Lugo. Well, he's more of a relief pitcher now, but you got a top four where you got two aces, a number one two in Taiwan, and a number two three in Cookie, who's pitching fourth. Now, once again, once again with the Mets, other than Edwin Diaz, they don't have a good bullpen. No. I mean, they are the Mets They are the Mets. They try. They try. They, they, but, at least it seems it. And then, yeah, they're, they're – oh, my God. They got a great infield. They got a great outfield now. Mm-hmm. They got rid of uh, – they still have J.D. Davis. I know it's not time for our predictions show, but how are you feeling with the Mets in the NL East? With that lineup, with that order, uh, pitching rotation you just said, compared to the Nationals, which um, the, honestly the best thing that they have right now is Soto. The only thing uh, is Soto. No, no Nationals are finishing this. in last next. Nationals are finishing in last next year unless they actually do something. Yeah, because Miami's on their way up. Miami's on their way up. Miami's exciting. Yeah. Braves 
Um, they still keep a lot of their core. Their pitching's still there. It's where does Freddie Freeman go? Freddie Freeman is easily six wins for that team without even anything. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And and in the AL East, six wins. Well, six wins yeah. would have put them in second place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that NL East right now is looking like a three-team, a true three-team race. I'm like the Marlins look are exciting, but they're still far away. It's a three-team race between the Phillies, between the Mets, and the Braves. Yeah, Phillies are because they didn't really lose anybody. They just didn't do anything yet. No, and I mean they have the MVP at Harper, who's Hatteras. Like he was already really great and really good, I should say, and he just happened to get better still. And well, uh, it also helps when your number one competition goes out halfway through the year, blows out his knee because Acuna was hands down yeah. number, was the favorite for an MVP halfway through the season. He was on pace for a 50-50 season. 40-40 is impossible. I yeah. forgot that had the Phillies had I forgot that the Phillies had Zach Wheeler. And he was oh. nasty. He was last year. Insanely good last year. Who was the other was, one? Uh Peter, you had him on your fantasy team. Aaron Nola. Aaron Nola. He was good. He was okay. Zach was Wheeler he? stepped up leaps and bounds last year. I had him in the league that I'm in with Matt Fox. Hundred mm-hmm. oh, percent keeper. Yeah. You ain't touching him. One hundred percent. But he was nasty. I thought he was going to be like a second or third rate pitcher on my team, just kind of be there, maybe drop him. He ended up never leave. I never even took him out on his off days. He was so good last year. That's awesome. I forgot. I forgot you got like that. Is one of the most competitive baseball leagues I have ever heard of. Like it's you a- offered the spots up. I was too intimidated to even hop in. It's I'm really glad think about it's it's really it's it's a really fun league. Uh actually well this is getting off topic, but I actually have one friend that lives in the area who might join it with me because it's it's so much to do by yourself. Oh my god. Yeah, I did ten years by <laughs> myself before I before I partnered up. I'm and realizing then, oh that one year in. I'm realizing that, that one year in I need help. I didn't even realize it was that deep of a league. Holy shit, I am so happy. I this goes this goes back to so the, the, this league just personifies how much we love the minor leagues and prospects in this fantasy baseball league. There are four minor league spots that you can fill. Who'd you pick? Up? I have Jason Dominguez that I was able to take for Matt Fox. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you were able to take. We we were we were more than happy to 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 provide that in a trade. What what was the yeah. You gave me Marcus Simeon and Jason Dominguez. That one one hurt. That was a great salary. And I gave up Jose Ramirez and uh, Rachel Iglesias. Yeah. And and Rachel Iglesias got us saves. We we ended up winning the year, winning the. the Yeah, they won the year, but I was able to cut my salary because Jose Ramirez was a lot more money. So so we're talking to a fantasy baseball champ right now with Fox. Yes. Yes. Okay, so that's a that's a mutual feeling me and you have right now, Fox. Thank you, because <laughs> you because you, you traded for Shohei. I did. Thank you, Camille, for trading me Shohei. I really appreciate that. Soto and Shohei, oh, I'm sorry, to the championship. I'm I know, sorry. Fox. I know, and Peter's right now holding the fantasy football belt that we are all in uh, now. Uh, for those Kyle, who, because you can't see, it's a full size. Think about the WWE Championship belt. That's what I'm holding right now. He is, and, and he's uh, he's 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 actually spooning it. 
we we should have our own fantasy league, just like our own podcast fantasy league. We should, you know what? We should, you know what? We're gonna do that. I just made that decision. That'd be great. Uh, we'll we'll we tackle that, that in another. Po- we'll we'll tackle that. No, no, we're gonna tackle that in another podcast where the three of us like. The crowding the plate. Oh, wait. Did I even say the name of our podcast in the beginning of the show? I don't know. I don't know. It's a work in progress. I don't remember either. But it's, but a, it's the temporary name. For now, it's, it's crowding the plate. Crowding the plate. That's what we have the podcast now. We have had other ones. We'll probably put a poll up for anybody listening to this uh, to, to name us. No, you can't write in your own because that we know. A, no, we're just not going to do that. The Bartolo uh, Cologne fan club. Yeah, we're gonna be like the, something involving a scrotum, and I'm just not gonna risk that. No, it's, <laughs> no, like, it's like when uh, it's like when that 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 town got to got to uh, name one of their like crawlers that the town bought, and it was like or like one of the boats, and it was like Bodie McBoatface, <laughs> <laughs> Potty McPodcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, so that's you, exactly what it's gonna be. Want to hear something crazy that I heard? Maddox. Is that really? Yes. Greg Maddox, during his, from the 92 to 96 years, where he won four consecutive uh, Cy Youngs. Mm-hmm. Goat. He was signed to a five-year, $28 million contract. Max oh, Scherzer. Lord. <laughs> Max Scherzer, this year, signed a three-year, 130, I believe. 43. Alex. Sounds about right. And I would still Greg take Maddox. Maddox is, I would take Maddox over surgery any day of the week. So this Maddox was an episode. So this this goes back to the episode that was never aired. Remember, we did the Mount Rushmore of pitchers. Yeah. The one thing I think we all agreed upon was oh, that yeah. Greg Maddox was the best pitcher of all time. All time. was in. And I'm looking at him right now. My God. His numbers Good are. Good Lord. He's just, yep. He just, and he was and he always. He was, and he looks and like an accountant. Yep, I was going to say. He looks like you. (laughs) He looks like Foxy without a beard. (laughs) So Uh, you're welcome for that. that, Why was that episode never aired? Did we lose it? Because it was like we we recorded it. It was when like Camille wasn't able to edit in time or something. And then like weeks went by. And oh, I think that was the the last podcast ever recorded for Not That Great in 2021. We'll let's, redo let's find we'll, that footage. No, it's we'll, just for this. Do it. I don't even think, dude. I want to redo it. I think we and I, and, Yeah, I'd, and love I've, to, I've, I'd love to redo it. And and, and I found a fight for Bob Gibson. Yeah, I was about to say I would I would uh, push Bob Gibson harder. Okay, because let's have let's have a discussion of see what we can do. So I think what I we did right. that pod was us trying to find our individual we, Mount Rushmore. Yeah, I think we should just. All the three of us should come to an agreement on a four. I well, feel like that would be the podcast. Instead of like us I, having our originals. That's going to be a 10 hour podcast. Yeah. Well, to convince if, any of us, uh, <laughs> it's going to be like the last spot. Like all of us can agree, like Maddox is in there. The only way that works is if we're in the same room so that we can kill each other and finally get an answer. <laughs> well, that really, it's just going to be last one standing, says what it is. <laughs> and my money is on me because I'm stubborn. <laughs> so as you can guys tell, I'm gonna see if I can wrap this up cleanly. I won't be able to. Let's see if I can. We have uh, time. It's only been an hour. 
Oh, perfect. But I mean, it, anyway, so what we're trying to do is we're hoping to have this podcast run every week. I've already mentioned it a few times. We want to be able to have uh, prospect podcasts we, this week in baseball. We want to be able to follow the season as it plays out. And just talk about fun things like Mount Rushmore's. Uh, who's the greatest hitter of all time and who's the greatest one does, does is Babe Ruth really that great? He's okay. He, yeah, no, that was, that was purely, just you shut, you that, shut your whore mouth. That was purely just for your face. Uh, but either <laughs> we're, names are work in progress. This is going to be one of many this season and we're looking forward to hearing from you guys soon uh, about, well, we're looking forward to hearing you guys about what the hell was your name ourselves. But also, we're mostly looking forward to talking to you guys again. We just, baseball's coming. I don't care if the CBA is going to lock us out for a while. I can't wait for this season. I care if the CBA locks us out for a while. What? Yeah, I really, I really as care long about as the that. Season, as long as the season happens. No, 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 no. The season needs to happen, first of all, on time. Okay. Second That's of right. all, the C, it needs, it just, just get it nothing, done in February. Nothing can change. Nothing can Just change. get it done in February. It's not that hard. Stop being petty. I want to stop being petty. By February, get it done on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> that's, okay. that's adorable. That's adorable. That said, guys, for Foxy, for Peter, for me, Tommy, and anyone else that is going to be helping keeping crowding the plate, running. Thank you. And we'll talk to you soon.